Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Triple Option. Listen, it's going to be a little bit of a different episode of the Triple Option this week. We were going to show you just the, um, just the film of Florida State's epic evisceration of Clemson from last weekend, but the film was far too graphic, far too brutal, far too disturbing. We don't want to get any explicit ratings on the channel, so we're actually just going to jump into a, a preview of the Virginia game coming up. Um, all jokes aside, weird weekend for Florida State football. The game gets canceled. We find out that Wuhan Dabo and the COVID Tigers, they decided to uh, sneak a symptomatic player into Florida State, travel with the team before the test result came back, and then go on one of the worst decided PR campaigns to blame it on Florida State that the game got canceled. Now listen, Dabo Swinney does not have many weak spots in his game, but his PR sucks. He's so bad. Every time he says something, it's dumber than the last. If, as a coach, he's LaMarcus Joyner, but as his own PR person, he is Corey Mangum. Um, <laughs> so Adam and Kev, before we go on to the, to the, uh, to the, to the Broncos, the Bronco Cavaliers, uh, Adam, what the heck happened this weekend, brother? Uh, Dabo, really? I mean, he must have known they were going to be up 40 after the first quarter, so he really needed that backup lineman in there. I mean, like, what the hell? Come on, <laughs> What bro. a clown, like, right? He's just a moron. I can't – I don't understand, like, what he's thinking. And I, Well, so I guess the rumor is that if they don't – if they lose this game, there's they're – risk of not making the ACC title game. I don't know how valid that is. I don't know. I've seen it thrown out there some, but so, dude, he is banging his head on the wall right now. Like we, I can't believe they quit on us. They were scared. Like Florida state needs money more than anybody right now in college football. I, I'm sure they were really turning that into butt whooping down. Okay. Like, I don't know. Dabo guys, well, nice listen, guy, this, nice guy. Point, I bet, but he's an idiot at this point. Florida State has no shame. We are the panhandler under the bridge with our tin cup begging for, like, coins. And I love that I love the, the Clemson people's thing was Florida State's afraid of being embarrassed on a national stage. We had a very chubby real estate professor reading The Great Gatsby during the middle of the third quarter a couple <laughs> years ago. Um, there's nothing that would have happened on Saturday that would have been worse than that. And we needs the cash. Kevin, as somebody who clearly doesn't need the cash, money bag Kev over here, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I just get paid tons of money to be a grad student here. Um, That's right. It's Florida most State, lucrative position. Florida State treats me right, you know. Um, shoot, there's no words, man. Like, it is what it is. I wanted to watch college football. I didn't get to watch college football. And then I got to see a bunch of grown men that make millions of dollars act like idiots. So, you know, it was, it was a win-loss win, win of a weekend for me. None of which were from Florida State's side, though, surprisingly, like, They've been quiet, but I think it's been very. I think it's been beneficial that they were quiet because there's enough dumb stuff getting said. Like it, they are better leaving that to the Clemson side of things. In my Look, opinion, they can't believe their luck. He says something so bad. Everything like it's great. He's it's great. It's like playing art. He's the Florida State defense of like coach speak. <laughs> and, and Florida far, State's a place that puts their foot in their mouth, so it's like yeah. refreshing to be on the other side. People but online like, are like. Oh wow! I agree with Florida State for the first time, like ever. The whole the whole embarrassed card. Like, have they seen our games this year? Like, 
We've been embarrassed every week. We're pre embarrassed. We just got smoked by NC State. Like, come on, man. We're all good getting our butts whipped by Clemson. I agree. So, um, I can't wait. I'm just the last thing I want is I want Dabo to keep saying Dabo things, just horrible Dabo things. I want the eventual tide to turn. I don't think it's going to. He said so much terrible stuff already this offseason, but I want Dabo to keep stabbing himself like in the chest. And then I want John Thrasher to come over the top and just behead him like Ned Stark Game of Thrones style with like one mature yet brutal uh, verbal takedown. But speaking of takedowns, uh, you guys said I talked too much on the last one. So let's get right into the preview. Virginia. <laughs> Kevin, what is your take on the 4-4 four and four Virginia Cavaliers? They're a team with wins over Louisville, North Carolina, Duke, and Abilene Christian. They're actually on a three-game winning streak. Um, what, what's your take on the Cavaliers? So the Cavaliers are, are coached by Bronco Mendenhall. And ten, when you play a team that's coached by a defensive head coach, what you tend to see is just a solid team. Um, and so that's, that's kind of what you get. It's what you got out of pit. Uh, and it, it's a similar look of just their defense is where they want to put their, put their money at. But this year, luckily for the, for the Cavaliers and even last year with a different quarterback, but their quarterback, Brendan Armstrong is really the strength of the team and he can, he can do it all. He can throw, he can run. And I, I think he's going to have a pretty good day. Uh, this next Saturday. <laughs> As per usual, has his tradition against the Florida State defense. Adam, what uh, what scares you the most about the Cavaliers, and what are Florida State's biggest areas of opportunity for attack against them? Well, I don't, I don't consider them to be a very athletic defense, so I do think that uh, Florida State can win some um, space race against uh, Virginia's defense, uh, especially in the against their linebacker core uh i think jordan travis could have a good day if they can get him schemed up in some run game stuff and just when he drops back uh taking off running um I, I saw you know i was watching the louisville film and saw malik cunningham being able to do a lot of stuff and they were able to get him schemed up in, in space against his linebackers and he had a pretty good day against them so i think that uh what scares me the most is is their offense i mean they're just they're pretty dynamic it's a different scheme they do a lot of they do a lot of different crazy stuff with their run game. They put a running back here. I don't know if he's a running back or a wide receiver and a quarterback sometimes let him run. The Armstrong kid is uh, tough. I don't see, I don't think he's great pushing the ball vertically down the field, but they do so much with moving guys around, um, you know, with like motion and stuff like that to create some uh, horizontal seams for him to throw in, which helps. Mm. Um, they, they, they scheme, they scheme a lot of stuff open for him to, towards his strengths. And then sometimes he just drops back and takes off and run. And he, he I mean, he's really, a dual threat like uh he's a pretty dynamic kid um i don't consider him to be the greatest runner but i think we would take him he's like a upgraded throwing version of jordan Travis, in my opinion um hmm, okay pretty like, quick pretty fast throw, throws good enough but throws better than what jordan does um I, I wouldn't say that he's too far off from from a chubba yeah yeah i think it's probably not bad i mean uh there's not, you know, it's not a kid anybody's heard a lot about because they had a veteran quarterback last year. But uh, once they found him and found his comfort zone and found kind of their running game, they've really taken off uh, offensively. Uh, and then the biggest thing with Bronco is the dude just he 
puts together disciplined teams. They do their jobs over uh, position by position, yep. week in, week out. Like they're just consistent, and um, you know that's tough to beat. It really is. It's t- it, especially for a young team like Florida State. So this is going to be a, it's going to be an interesting matchup. All right, let's see what we got on the old film ski. Let's take a look at the screen. Yeah, let's so, dive right in. So I let's guess we can start right with their their offense, right? Yeah, that's where it's going to be. All right. Yeah, so they, they, they use the motion here. or It's not motion. They, they swing this back out. They do this a lot. Um, they'll do it with motion, but they're swinging the back out wide, trying to uh, – they're trying to create, like, some, some seams there for, for, the, for the quarterback to throw. And they're putting guys in conflict. They're putting a flat defender in conflict. Safety's trying to pull different players. Or to pull the uh, – if they're, run, you know, seeing cover two, that kind of stuff, get the corner squat. So here you're going to get backers flowing with the, um, with the swing route and it's going to get the tight end he's going to be wide open down the seam they're going to clear out with these other guys and they're really just going to throw into that tight end and he gets down the one i think he ends up fumbling here but uh they do a lot of this stuff they 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 really play with these routes and play with space and try to stretch you so wide um that it creates throwing lanes for armstrong because i don't think pushing the ball down the field is a strength for him but i think that they scheme it up for him that it that it ends up being open and he has success so is there like a lot of manipulation of like the second level, just like you said with the route combinations and some of the motions and things like that? Like, is this, a, is, is Virginia a team out of the ones that we face that's really going to take advantage of a linebacking unit that doesn't know what they're doing about 80% of the time? Yeah, they're going to make, they're going to make those throws as easy as possible. And they, they run a lot to set up the pass. Um, so here's another example is within the same drive. Um, and it looks the same, you know, you have the same, uh, they, they do a pre-step motion to kind of get him, the running back on a, the seam. This time they're going to hit this outside vertical. The defense is playing cover two. So that means that this, this corner is going to stay in the flats or well, he'll kind of expand back to about 10 yards and this safety has got a deep, deep half of the field. And so he just kind of hits the receiver in that little gap. Uh, so these are these are just little things they like to do in the passing concept, passing game. The their offensive coordinator actually used to work with Mike Mike Leach. He has a air raid Ooh. background, but um, terrifying. That's oh, but stop. he's he's you, definitely you, running don't, don't it. Don't divide more. the triple option, Adam. Don't divide <laughs> us. But here's the thing: like if you're, you know, if you're from a defensive standpoint, you have to respect the swinger out because if they throw that, they you've got two on two on two out there. They've got a they've got a blocker accounting for every uh, defender, and you, right. then you're putting the back one on one with the safety. So you have to respect that, and when you respect that, then you're throwing the um, little little fade, or, you know, we'll call it a fade, throw a little go to the receiver behind him. I mean, they they put you in a bind with that stuff. If you widen out, if your backer widens out, if you're running some sort of uh, cover four or something like that, and your backer widens out, then they're th- then they're hitting the seam route down the middle, which is tough. So. It is a nice little scheme. They 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 put you in a bind. Adam, what do we think of? Uh, I, I was, um, I don't know if I want to say impressed, but I was op. There was a sense of optimism by the way that Florida State's defensive line played in their last game, even with losing like a Marvin Wilson. How's a Virginia's offensive line like compared to our defensive line? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean they're okay. I wouldn't. They're not. They're not above average or anything like that. I mean, they're not a great line, but. Virginia's going to do enough stuff that they're going to 
make it difficult for you. So, I mean, they're going to put, they're going to put two tight ends in the game. They're going to put a tight end and two backs in the backfield. They, they do this like funky split back look in the backfield with a, with an H little sniffer in there. It's quirky. It's not anything I've ever seen before. Um, I'm sure it's not like brand new to football or anything like that. And they're going to, they're going to run counter tray with it. They're going to run uh, ISO or inside zone with it. Like they do a lot of different weird stuff. So the biggest I don't think the advantage is their offensive line skill-wise against the D-line, but it's just the amount of stuff that they're able to do, and they do it all pretty – I mean, they do it all pretty soundly and, and, and you know, decently, that it, it, it creates issues for you because you're having to – you're having to expect a lot of different things coming at you from a lot of different angles, and it just – it's hard to know. It's hard, it's hard to be, for a lot of it's, yeah. it's hard to be prepared for you. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a good way to put it. It's hard to Kev, be prepared um, Besides, we talked about the quarterback quite a bit. Um, who are some other guys on the offense, skill position guys that Florida State fans should be uniquely aware of? Uh, so their running back's decent. He he gets a little bit of um, he gets a little bit of wear and tear. They like to run the ball, but I, I kind of wanted to go back and touch a little bit more on what AB was saying uh, with just how unpredictable they could be. I saw this play on film. Uh, they actually like to they'll play three quarterbacks. So they'll play Armstrong and then uh, I forgot. The other, I don't know. Yeah. I can't think of his name. Well, there's 99 and 98. Oh, Those are their two backup Sorry. quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, They've got yep. a 98 and a 99 at quarterback. Uh-huh. Yes. That scares and, me. I don't understand that. That doesn't make any sense. And they look the same. They, they look like the same person. They're basically wildcats, uh, wildcat quarterbacks. <laughs> they don't throw the ball very often. They got a pack of Wildcats, these Taysom Hills all over the place. (laughs) Literally. Look, their starting quarterback is up here at wide receiver. Okay. He's going to jet motion, get the jet handoff, and then it's going to be a pass. I actually think it's some kind of switch route. Here and oh, bro, I, think he's I don't back. like I don't like trickery. I don't out like of, I don't out like of deception like of it, this. Makes yeah, it even out of an unbalanced look with that tight end. Let me see this run through. Let me see the sorcery. It's an incompletion. Oh, that, I know that sucks because it won't be against us. Oh no, that <laughs> I don't like that. Wide open. But this is way more normal than you would like to think. Like this is this is pretty common occurrence to see stuff like this they put those backup quarterbacks in all the time they get funny with a running game and they're just trying to trick you into being out of position yep well they don't even try i mean we're going to be out of position anyway (laughs) maybe maybe we'll be so out of position that it will scare a disciplined team yeah like why is he standing there he shouldn't be there (laughs) (laughs) no but it's it's a good point by kev like they just they're all over the place but it's it all works and yep it it all it all is going to start and stop with their run game though. That's really what they they started their identity with when they started doing 98, 90, put 98, 99 in the game because I believe like the first game of the year they weren't really they didn't really have any footing with uh, with who their quarterback was going to be. They kind of got comfortable with Armstrong. They got comfortable with 98, 99 coming in the game and running the ball with those guys, and it has all kind of taken off from there as Armstrong has got more comfortable. But and you you better be they're going to run the football. They're they're good at it because they just do so much weird stuff. Like, yep. it a little bit reminds me of, like, Wake Forest. It's not Wake Forest scheme at all, but <laughs> Wake Forest just does a lot of weird stuff with their running game with that yeah. real long ride and decide, and it just 
it's funky. It's hard to prepare for. It's triple option like, but it's not triple option. I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. As far as um, as far as like the running concepts, Kevin, is it a lot of is it is it a zone scheme like we saw against Louisville? Is there a run like a team with the run game that's like similar that Florida that we played this year that Florida State fans can compare it to? Yeah, it's kind of hard to compare. They do they do more gap schemes, so you'll see more counters uh, and stuff than something like Louisville or Miami would run. Um, but they're not as like. You know, if you look at Miami or uh, UNC is really the only power-heavy team that we, we've we played, our counter-heavy well, team. Well, Notre Dame, right, did a, beat us up with the counter pretty That's true. Pretty They're probably more like Notre Dame than anybody. Yeah. Um, they'll get real creative with how many tight ends they have in there. They like to run counter. UNC was really vanilla with their, with their counter, and I think that allowed us to um, kind of plug up those gaps pretty uniquely for us. But, no, there's, there's no one – particularly similar that I've seen in the country that runs what they run because they're just really hard to pinpoint lots of different formations, lots of different plays. Um, like this one I saw watching their film from the Miami game. They do this jet motion again. They like to do jet motion. Uh, then it's just like a kind of speed option out here away from a two tight end set. So it's just kind of an odd formation. You don't see very often, uh, mostly because this inside tight end is ineligible. So this guy can't catch a pass. So um, you kind of don't have to defend him, but the defense is probably not thinking about that at this point in time. And um, right. then they go completely away from it in the running game. It's just, it's just kind of a weird thing they do. To the short side of the field, yeah. Right. They run an outside run to the short side of the field. And they, they just do this weird stuff. It's hard to pinpoint. Yep. It doesn't say it's funky in a uh, in an offensive game where like getting numbers and advantages and gaps is like the norm. That's what you want to scheme. Like that just seems almost like counterintuitive, but that's an eight or nine yard gain. Maybe just because it's so weird. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would say that Notre Dame is probably the closest thing that they are like with a number of things that they want to do. Cause Notre Dame will run a little option. They'll run a little, they'll run power counter trade. They'll run some zone stuff. So, like, they're similar in some of the schemes that they want to do, but there's nobody like them when it comes to just how much they do out of different formations. Like, it just – that's what you're going to get all game long, just funky stuff, and I don't know. Like, they don't they don't really have a lot of tells. Like, good luck. And they don't have a ton of talent either. There's not, like, anybody that nope. you're watching that you're like nope. – If you look at their pro football focus scores, their quarterback's got, like, an 86, and their second highest is their backup quarterback who's got, like, a 75. And you're just like – One of the 98s or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> one of the 90 bros. Yeah, uh, yeah, one of, one of the, the one that plays less. And they'll, they'll do a little tempo, but then they'll get up on tempo, and then they won't snap the ball. Like, they're just – You they can't are, get a read on them, right? No, 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 no. Yeah. They're all over the place offensively. But it all works crazily. I mean, it all works. So, works I don't get it. Well, like you said, defense, like, ideally, you want to read, react, like, be aggressive. You want to just – you want to play and not think. Uh, it sounds like this offense is, like, forcing forcing defenders to think about everything, which, yeah, yeah. once again, not our strong suit, right? It almost reminds I mean, me of Boise State back in the day. You know, back yeah, when uh, – yeah. You know, they did a ton okay. of motions, a ton of formations. You never knew where they are going. Cool. And then just they would score points on you, you know. They're not yeah, as good as that, cool. those Boise State teams were back then. but I mean, I think that if you're Florida State, you've got to try to force them to throw the ball down the field. Um, yep. 
it seems to that seems to be their biggest weakness is getting the ball down the field. But again, I mean, you're just so worried about so much different stuff that it's going to be you know, it's going to be a challenge. This is a game where man coverage Armstrong might be a good up. idea. Yeah, Armstrong. Well, I don't know because Armstrong can run on you, but Armstrong's Armstrong's the one that's going to beat you. So he's the one you got to take away. Yep. You know, doing that's difficult. I think I'd probably pressure him pretty heavy um, yep. if I was going to be Adam Fuller. Yeah, that's ideal. I mean, that's the plan, right? But I, just, I wish those blitzes would get there quicker, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just no, they're all... always a half second too slow, and then we're always yeah. like, but like you said. And we were talking about it last week. You got to run what you got to run. And if the yeah. the plan is to run pressure and blitzes against the guy, like you got to do it. Um, do you have any more of their offense, Kev? I know we have some stuff. I think Bronco that's most of the defense. offense we got right now. Okay. Do you have any clips of their defense? I mean, yeah, if so. not, we could probably just – at least that now the, the story on Virginia last year uh, a lot of exotic, like, pressure packages, blitzes, a lot of stuff designed to confuse. I mean, I think Bronco Hall's defensive scheme is – it's fairly is – it, is it at least complex, or does it just look complex because of all the pressure that's coming from all different angles? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't describe it as complex. I would just – they're just they're, – I mean, they're going to bring multiple guys a lot of the time. Um, What's their base? Are they like a three-three-five? What What do they run out of? Yeah, I don't, what would you describe it as, Kev? It's It's almost similar to kind of what Fuller does, where he'll have three down linemen and then one stand-up lineman. Yeah. I think you yeah. could technically call it a four-three under look, or a, or you could call it a three-three or a three-four, depending. Um, like you can see it here. There's actually on this play, there's two down linemen. Um, and two stand-up defensive ends. So it's kind of hard to pinpoint. I think I would go with the the 4-3 or 4-2-5, whatever you yeah, want to call me it. me too. They've, have they had some opt-outs this year? I know they had a four-star defensive lineman. I think his name was Juwan Briggs. He opted out. Uh, they just they lost some they other just, guys? They just lost their best D-end uh, to a season-ending injury last week. Uh, yeah, and I thought I had heard that they've had some other kids defensively opt out. I don't know that for sure, though, so I don't want to – I don't uh, want to say yes and be wrong. Um, sure, sure. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I think I would probably call this a four three, four two five. I think that's probably accurate. But they just they Kev's going to have you know Kev's going to share some some of their blitzes. But they they like to do a lot of looping. So they like to send one guy and get you know Lyman's eyes and their hands and their bodies turned, and then they're going to send another guy right in behind him. And that's, that's how they're going to bring and get a lot of their pressure. And they're going to do it from different a angles. They're going to do it BC gap. They're going to do it AB gap. They're going to do it from all over the place. And um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a challenge. And it's not a strength for – I would imagine that a lot of that's going to be coming right at Baby on Johnson. <laughs> and, uh, so a lot of interior pressures then? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's they're going to struggle with it. He struggled mm -hmm. with it last year. He's going to struggle with it again this year. Because they make you move your feet and communicate. And, you know, Florida State's A, young and – B, they're going to target the guys who don't have good feet. Yeah, so if we look at this play, a good example of what we were just talking about. Um, so you don't know what this is, what this play is going to be if you're if you're the quarterback trying to set your protection. Um, you don't know if these linebackers are coming. They're doing a good job of not showing their hands. They kind of like doing this bracket kind of cover four. It's like a half and half with a cover four up top and more of like a man, maybe cover two. Uh, on the bottom kind of a half half and half coverage um, but then what they do is I 
this guy is going to look like he's blitzing and he's going to drop back and be a robber and he's going to be replaced by this guy. Um, same with him. He's going to come up and actually catch the running back out of the backfield. So after the snap, so if I bring it to just a second after, it looks to the quarterback initially that he might have five or six people coming and he just doesn't see this robber drop back. And so Malik Cunningham, Louisville's quarterback, just it looks like he throws pitch and catch to the, the defender, but it was just a well-designed blitz. He thought well, he had yeah. an easy dump off because his eyes are to the left with the one-on-one matchup that he's that he's looking at. It's taken away when as soon as that safety rolls over and, and helps. And he never sees the – I mean, like you said, he never sees that end drop into the middle of the field, and he thinks he's got his running back wide open, and he doesn't. The timing of that play is very impressive to me, just the way that that is just ingrained in their muscle memory. Because like you said, you look like, oh, okay, all-out blitz. No, boom, the guy jumps out, and he jumps out right at the exact time. So that's, like you said, a hallmark of good coaching and somebody who's really – they're all familiar with the scheme, it looks like. But what's cool is how they scheme that, that free rusher open. So you get that end who steps at that tackle, which gets him backpedaling and, and you know, looking for a wide rush. Right. You Get, you get the defensive tackle crossing the face of the guard, so that gets the guard stepping in, and then you get that looper coming in behind, and, and he comes untouched. Because you get those you get that guard and the tackle going, you get the guard tackle going out, you get the guard going down in. Watch how he comes, see how he comes wide open. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so you're they're almost the making like yeah. yeah. No, the they're, guard actually went outside too, which I don't understand quite understand that. But either way, <laughs> like it's interesting. They just do a really good job of getting scheming guys open. It's really it's fun to watch actually. Yeah, well, their timing their timing's impeccable, and then they also they also scheme the blitz gaps even bigger to make it easier for their guys coming yeah. in. So yeah. where. Where can Florida State attack this defense? I know you guys were talking about the linebackers. So would this be something to where our running backs could have a good game in the in the pass catching, a lot of triple option stuff? I think we talked about it offline. Could be a big game for Cameron McDonald. I know I feel like we cough for that every week though. And yeah. he gets involved in that first scripted drive and then they either go away from him or I, it almost feels like Preston Daniels having more catches in the second and third quarter than Cam McDonald, which makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, it, do, it really doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I can't, like, like I said, we talked about it off off air, but Cam McDonald's one that I think is a good matchup against some against their linebackers. Um, I think he's a guy you got to try to get on some crossing stuff, uh, some boot action, get him on crossing routes, and see if you can't get the ball to him that way. And then, I mean, really, I, I – think you're going to have to move the pocket and try to get Jordan running the football, obviously. Um, I think if you could get him one-on-one with these linebackers, you could have a big day. Like Cunningham had a lot of yards rushing when he was able to get out of contain and get and get out in the open field. The biggest thing is just going to be offensive line holding up against these exotic uh, uh, blitzing schemes. And, it, you know, that's going to be the, the key. Is Jordan going to have a split second to get out of there, or is, or is he not going to have time? And if he has time, I think – he can have a big game. If he doesn't, they're going to be screwed. Yeah, Bronco likes to yeah, bring in these. Think? Bronco likes to bring in these uh, linebackers that are, you know, the more cerebral types, the slower, going to be in the right place and run fits. They're going to do their job. But uh, what ends up happening is they're 
too slow, you've got to trade off if you're Virginia. You can't just get the smartest, best athletes um, like Alabama can. So you have to trade off. And these guys are a little bit slower, and it's going to be harder for them to be able to cover outside runs. It's going to be harder for them to be able to get back in coverage. And so in that way, their secondary is put on islands a lot. Um, if you look at their, again, pro football focus scores, they're, they're worse – the worst part of their defense is coverage and it's not even close. Um, huh. and it's because the, much like our defense, the, they don't have any linebacker help. So this probably isn't the best example of it, but this is an example of their coverage, not being any good. Um, they kind of have uh, Miami here has four over three. They're going to do like a fake screen here. And then this guy's going to run a hitch and uh, he's going to run a fade. So, a little hitch fade concept that's actually really popular in college football today, a popular man beater. They're kind of in this, I want to call it cover four, but it's really hard to tell. But basically this, they're getting this slot receiver manned up on a safety running a fade. And that's just going to be uh, a mismatch all day. Gosh, you just let him run right by him. I'm just trying to think who on our team, who is that guy? Who is our number three for Miami now that Tamorian Terry's gone? Like, who's running that? I guess maybe like an Ontario Wilson out of the slot yeah, would do yeah. something like that. It's got to be pokey. I mean, we've seen Keyshawn Helton. He's got potential, get, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, he doesn't look as explosive as he did pre-injury, uh, obviously. Um, but we've seen him – they we've seen them scheme him open on some of these boot plays uh, out of the slot down the field. So, I think I just think that, uh, you know – I almost wonder if this is – I think this is a game we're probably going to see a good amount of the Wildcat too, that they're – you know, as much as – as much as uh, Virginia is going to match numbers out wide, I'm curious to see if they'll do that when you're in the Wildcat, but uh, they like to match numbers out there. So, if you've got three receivers out there, they're going to put three players out there back. They're going to walk back or out corner to safety, um, and it's going to give you – it's going to give you a numbers advantage inside. So, I almost wonder how much we're going to see design Travis run. You know, we've seen a lot of that uh, nub side power with right. him if they get back to doing some of that stuff uh you know a lot of it's a lot of it's going to depend on his health and how much they are going to be think that they, they can rely on him but you know how much do you see corbin back there at quarterback running some of that stuff um you know there were rumors about travis jay a couple weeks ago getting some snaps at quarterback potentially you know but look i mean we'll see uh, they, they've got to find numbers advantages because that's the only way they're going to have success so you know, you need to do what you can do uh, to give them enough of a threat that you're going to throw the ball out wide and make them continue to match numbers out there, but also get a, you know, get a favorable uh, box. So we're going to see how they scheme that up. With the with the way our quarterback death was looking coming into Clemson, there was definitely a plan for Travis J to, like, be the emergency guy. So maybe that works in our favor with that game being postponed. Whatever, postponed. Uh, postponed. I, like you said, maybe – Travis Jay out there for some snaps. I don't know how healthy the running back room is. I mean, that that's a big question mark that decides a lot of that. Like, how's Webb? How's Toafili looking? I, I don't really know. I don't think that their status has been clearly defined. Have you guys seen it anything? Talk about injuries. No, it's impossible to know. Uh, I mean, it was what on this So if it was if it was COVID related, but they were both on the sideline, so it, it leads me to believe. And well, Webb played, so it leads me to believe it wasn't COVID related. So we'll. Uh, you know, I would imagine they're probably all good to go. 
But I, I know that there was concern that Jordan wasn't even going to play against Clemson. So you were talking Tate Rodemaker, and then, then what? So, Kev, we were talking about Virginia's problems with the second level of their defense, with the athleticism of their linebackers. Florida State's got problems at the second level. Different problems. Of course, Florida State's problems are unique. But in saying that, can Florida State attack Virginia's linebackers in the same way that some teams have attacked our linebackers, maybe with mismatches in the slot, posts over the middle, some of the stuff that NC State did to us. Can we do that to Virginia? Yeah, I think I think AB nailed it when he talked about Cam McDonald. You you need a big game out of someone in the middle, and I think between him and Wilson, um, those are really the only two options you have. Only two right. people that can run a good enough route and can catch consistently enough for you guys to 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 really punish them for having those slower linebackers. Um, and you said it earlier. I, I like the idea of putting running backs in the in the run game and. Clearly, Louisville likes that idea as well, and uh, you can see that Virginia was ready for it. But you, you got to try it again. You got to maybe look to do out routes. That was probably a choice route, um, and he's just kind of reading where the running back runs, and it, it, it just worked out that 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 Virginia called the perfect play at the perfect time. But those are kind of things you need to look for: getting the running backs involved, getting the ball over the middle, making the throws easy for Jordan Travis, um, and just trying to chunk the ball down the field. Well, it's a well-coached team. Luck, I, I, do, I do put value in Mike Norvell and Kenny Dillingham's ability to get the mismatches that they want, at least at the beginning of the game. Now, obviously, we see that erode over time. Um, but I, I, I'm fairly hopeful. Kev, do we have any more film to kind of look over before we kind of wrap this bad boy up? That's, that's, the most, that's most of what we got. Okay, so I think right now as we stand, the spreads at like uh, Virginia, I think is like a 10-point favorite. Adam first and then Kevin. Let's just talk about the winnability of this game and how do you feel about that spread? Do you feel like that's pretty accurate? Like how do you feel? What, what's, the, what's, your, what's your gut feeling on this game for Florida State? I mean, how do I feel? I feel like it needs to be 21 or so. I mean, I just don't – with where the program is and where the roster is right now – and I don't want to take anything away from those guys and what they're trying to do, you know, so I don't want to sound negative towards them, but I just don't think you're in a position to win games. Um, and I know everybody's like, Oh, we got Virginia. We got, we need to get out of that mindset because we're worse than Virginia and we're maybe worse than Duke next week um, or the following week. So you know, I'm not in a good place. I, if I, if I was setting the spread, it'd be 17 to 20 somewhere in there probably. And okay. I don't think it's a game they're going to win. Um, I just don't. I don't think that they can match the experience that Virginia's going to bring to the table, and that's a big game. That's a big thing in college football. You feel about the same, Kev, or different? Yeah, and we got to remember that we're we're starting 70 percent freshmen and sophomores. Yeah. Scratch. They're ground babies out there. level. Yes. Yeah. I got. I got to reiterate to you. <laughs> 18-year-olds are playing 22-year-olds, and you're expecting them to win. Even talented 18-year-olds lose that more times than not. You know, that's that's still a pretty big gap. Like, um, you're still putting on weight. You're still growing, um, especially along the offensive and defensive lines. Those younger guys really can use that time to develop. And so you, you just can't expect them to be able to match up on every level, you know. Um, five stars are five stars because they're 18 year olds that can go out and beat a 22 year old. Um, 
And unfortunately, Florida State doesn't have a roster full of freshmen and sophomore five stars. So we're not going to be able to go out and beat fellow three and four stars who are four years older than us. A team that's almost in some ways the mirror opposite of what Florida State is right now. You have an experienced, disciplined, well-coached team, cohesive systems in both the offensive and defensive uh, side, uh, guys that you said aren't going to blow you away like on the field. Like you said, the PFF scores are pedestrian, but they're always in the right place, and they're going to give you a lot to think about. They've got a playbook that's really expansive and – all of those things are kind of the opposite of what Florida State is young, yeah. um, new in new systems, not really confident, playbook very shallow, getting by on the athleticism of like the of the Jordan Travises on our team. But we'll see. This could be the program's in a weird spot after that whole Clemson stuff, man. Like I'd really like us to go out there and just slap Bronco around. Uh, just, just pimp slap him a little bit. You know, it'd be fun. It'd be, it'd be fun. Good for morale. It'd be good for us. I'd like to talk about it. Yeah, it'd be nice <laughs> to talk about a win. All right, guys. Well, I got any, anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, no. screw Dabo Swinney. Always. Forever, it's a mood here on the triple option. <laughs> yeah. Listen, screw Dabo. Screw him to death. Also, He's terrible. Also. also, my boy Mike Leach came up short when I need him most this past Saturday. You just got to air that out. People got to know I'm upset. Georgia was about to lose. Anytime. That's always a good day for me. Oh. Listen, he's got Will Rogers back there, cowboy, gunslinger, pirate. Uh, this is a pro air raid podcast, no matter what that surly bald man uh, that accompanied us has what? to say. Uh, so, once again, screw Dabo. Go Mike Marvell. <laughs> go Mike Leach. And this is the triple option. Thank hey, you for listening to us. Please subscribe to the X's and Knowles YouTube channel. Tell a friend. Have that friend tell another friend. Have that friend tell another friend like you were on a multi-level marketing scheme on Facebook and you're trying to sell supplements or leggings or, or uh, makeup. Just pretend. It's the, it's the triple option pyramid multi-level marketing scheme. Tell everybody. You know, Oils are big. Subscribe. Exactly. We love you guys. We'll be here next week. Talking actual football. Maybe. It's 2020. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. Never stop chopping. Good old. Air raid. Wing T.